Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And the signs said long-haired freaky people need not apply. So I took my hair up under my hat and I went in to ask him why. everybody, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you on Oilers Now. Election Day in Canada. Get out there and vote. This is Oilers Now, jam-packed edition. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. All right, here's the deal. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers rookies are in action tonight in Calgary. That game is available on edmontonoilers.com. Uh, this on the heels of a Oilers rookie coming from behind, 4-3 victory Saturday night, a game that Jack Michaels and myself called at edmontonoilers.com. Because of uh, 630 Chad's ongoing commitment to Election Day coverage, um, Again, that game only available uh, via uh, the internet on edmontonoilers.com. We'll have a recap coming up in the first uh, 10 minutes or so of the game on Saturday night. Some other little tidbits to hit on. Uh, Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft, the man who is coaching the Oilers rookies, will join us in seven minutes' time. We will have some open line time at 1235. On the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Yes, the province is back at Benadam. The exemption program is in place. You will need your uh, vaccination identification or, conversely, a negative test in multiple locations throughout the city starting today. Uh, I think you can have a negative test over the last 72 hours or have proof. Uh, I know the uh, the sort of vaccine cards came out, and you can access those on the province of Alberta's website, the River Cree Re- Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan Escott. He is a huge part of the show. At Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. We go straight into the top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. So, uh, election day in Canada. It's going to be interesting. Uh, could see a scenario where maybe we're only separated between the uh, the the two uh, highest polling parties by less than two percent. Somehow, I have a sneaking suspicion that the seat allocation will not replicate how close that is. Just you know, maybe it's 
years and years and years of watching how the political process works in this country. Uh, but anyhow, get out and vote. That is our recommendation for you. From a hockey front, the Edmonton Oilers rookies uh, in action Saturday night. They ended up uh, sort of got off to a tough start. It happens uh, for uh, Dmitry Samarukov. He threw a big hit and then uh, tried to step up and throw another big hit on a hulking forward by the name of Walker Dewar. Uh, Dewar had a little bit of momentum going, and suddenly you could see uh, Samarukov was not right, went to the bench, and never returned to the game. And yesterday, the Oilers, uh, as we were at the uh, rookie camp skate yesterday, announced that Dmitry Samarukov will be out six weeks with a broken jaw. So Dylan Holloway, probably the Oilers' best forward prospect, and Dmitry Samarukov no worse than the Oilers' maybe second-best defense prospect, and I'm not including Boucher in the mix because I've got him on the team, uh, they uh, ultimately are not going to be involved in the process to start the season in the American Hockey League. Now, on top of Jay Woodcroft today, there was a development Friday night, ultimately got announced on Saturday, but Kyler Yamamoto, a one-year deal, $1.175 million, and we will hear from Oilers forward Kyler Yamamoto today at 135. So he, he signs a, um, uh, a quick... Uh, Actually, Brandon, can you go on and head uh, call Jay right now? He's just uh, reached out to me here. Need to get going, so feel free to give him a call. But Kyler Yamamoto is uh, in the fold, less than $1.2 million, similar type of numbers. If Actually, if you heard uh, my hit with Reed Wilkins on Friday night when I was at uh, another game in town, uh, we had kind of discussed the, that it would be a one-year deal and right around the Pulley-Harvey number, and so it is. And so of a prove-it deal for Kyler Yamamoto, who bets on himself. And again, we'll talk to Yamamoto later in the show along with uh, John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. When we come back in 30 seconds' time, we'll hook up with Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. It's 12-13 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Oilers Now. And uh, graciously making some time for us on a travel day is Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Jay, thank you for uh, joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, I won't be uh, joining you uh, for this game tonight because it's the election, so we got election coverage. Hard to believe that a rookie game gets, uh, uh, you know, stood up as a result of uh, the Canadian federal election today, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even realize that uh, when we got the, the schedule, but... Uh, um, we're looking forward to a good competitive game uh, down in, in Calgary's rink. And uh, I thought it was competitive the first night uh, on Saturday Saturday night. And uh, we expect another competitive one today uh, down in Calgary. All right, Jay. Uh, let's get to – there was a turning point early in the game, and it was when Sam Arukov got hurt. And he stepped up through a huge hit. Then he tried to step up and throw another one. And he ran into a freight train. I think it was Walker Dewar that caught him. And uh, it, it looked, you know, Calgary got two quick goals off, one off an extended cycle. Dewar was involved in a boat. And could you feel, was there a little bit of nervousness with your team at that time? You just lost, you know, your your biggest, most physical defenseman. What, 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 what did you sort of see happen in that scenario? Yeah, I, I didn't 
think we started the game uh, anywhere near the way we wanted to. I thought we, our skating uh, wasn't at the level that I had seen the previous two days. I think you mentioned it. There's probably a little bit of nerves uh, for some of these young men, but uh, anytime there's an injury like that that happens in the game, um, sometimes there's a sag. And I thought there was a sag uh, for a little while. And then uh, the last six or seven minutes of that period i thought we stacked a few shifts uh, together we earned a power play we scored a nice power play goal and then uh and then we took a penalty that i didn't think we needed to take um but just on a mental error and uh and then they scored on their power play so we found ourselves down 3-1 after that first period we walked to, into the room after it and we talked about uh, keeping our pitcher small and trying to break uh, the second period down into five minute segments and uh, just keep putting good shifts together and I thought we took the game over in the second period Um, and that that carried over into the third period as well. I thought we were the better team through the last two periods, and and we found a way. And even though it's it's a rookie, uh, it's a rookie camp game. The Battle of Alberta means something. I like it when uh, the good guys end up on top. Well, it's interesting because uh, your team had resiliency last year in the minors, and I looked to a guy like James Hamlin. And I know he's on an American Hockey League deal, but he's, like, to me, from my understanding, was he kind of became a bit of a glue guy for you down in the minors as the season wore on. And he was kind of the guy that was, and he wasn't necessarily rewarded. It wasn't his power play unit that scored. We'll get to a couple of those guys in a second. But I think he kind of was a a bit of a pace setter for you, 5v5. Yeah, I can't say enough about James Hamlin. I I think uh, he's somebody who um, I didn't know much about uh, before he went to Bakersfield. He just kept getting better and better. He earned and gained the coaching staff's trust. We use him in every type of situation, and uh, I think you know he's pressing uh, to one day uh, earn an NHL contract. That's what he's that's what he's here for is to try and leave an impression and uh, put his name in the mix to try and earn a contract one day and uh you know i think he gave a good account of himself uh, obviously he's still very trusted uh, by our coaching staff i think he does a lot of little things in the game um things like pre-bumping his check to establish position i think he um he's hard on other teams good players and um you know it, it's certainly not underappreciated by the coaching staff. He, he's someone you, you know what you're getting uh, shift in, shift out with James Hamble. All right. Uh, Omar, uh, Ostap Safin was involved in both power play goals. The first one, he made a tremendous pass through the seam. Second one, short side. They both ended up leading to, to Henry Rabinsky, uh, power play markers. He, too, is looking for a contract. But Safin's sort of a he's sort of a tantalizing prospect because he's six foot five. Clearly, he's got some skill. Just you know, he had real injury issues a couple of years ago. And is that the is that the good Ostap that you saw once in a while down in the minors last year? Yeah, yeah, and and you know it hasn't been easy uh, for Ostap in his development. Um, you mentioned his last year junior; he was on a good team, but he was banged up for much of that year. Uh, his first year of pro, he spent the majority of time in Wichita in the East Coast Hockey League. Last uh, last year, he had ups and downs in his season, but I can tell you that in the playoffs, he had a pretty good run. So he played his best hockey as it wore down uh, in the late in the regular season 
season and into the playoffs. He's somebody who's entering a very important or very critical stage in his career. He's in year three. This is the time um, when you establish yourself uh, and you define yourself as a, as a true prospect. So it'll be interesting to see how he continues uh, uh, to work his way through rookie camp and then against more established professionals in main camp. Uh, I'm excited to see where he's at. What did you think of Philip Roberg, Jay? I liked him. I liked him. I thought, uh, you know, he's, his skating is what stands out, and he can be um, dynamic when he's lugging the puck up the ice. And uh, we know that. We I've seen him in World Juniors do that. And obviously, I was around the bubble camp last year, and I get to see some things firsthand. But I thought he made some good plays uh, at the offensive blue line um, that impressed me. I think there's areas of his game where there's room for improvement, and you know we understand. He's a he's a young man. He's going to have those things in his game that he has to continue to get better at. And you know, through this week of of camp, he's working with Dave Manson, and he's got a great attitude about the work he's putting in. And he's starting to establish a relationship with Dave and and work on some of those fundamental defensive skills uh, that we think there's room for improvement. Saw in. Xavier Burgo on the ice yesterday. Um at Rogers Place. Uh, he took a hit from behind with about 3.40 left in the game. Uh, is he good to go tonight? He's in. He He's... will be in, and he'll play on that same line with Lavoie and Hamlin. Okay, and what did you think of Borgo, the other first rounder that he had going? Yeah, I thought he's he was someone who made some subtle, um, skilled plays that I was impressed with. I thought he came alive on the power play. Um, he had some chance. I saw. I found him in the chances when we uh, relooked at things after the game. Um, I think for a, for a guy uh, in his first impression, wearing the jersey of the team who drafted him, he showed well. And he's like a lot of these other guys. Though we're looking for him to take a step tonight. All right. Uh, very quickly, um, they've got some toughness. Is that? Anything that you know, a couple guys ran around a bit and actually took a couple undisciplined penalties, which helped you out sort of killing the clock late in the game. Do you, do you not respond to that unless it gets outright stupid? Well, I, I think you, you got to look at how our rookie team is built. I don't think we necessarily have someone whose only role is to take care of that side of things. I, I think, you know, we're going to, our toughness will show up in, in the form of uh, winning puck battles, uh, going to hard areas on the ice, uh, being good along the wood, um, those type of things. And and for me, that doesn't mean you allow someone to take advantage of you in any way. I think we're team tough and you saw that, how yep. guys um, stood up for each other. I thought that that was excellent. Um, but, yeah, and then when they take undisciplined penalties, you want to make sure that you, you hit them where it hurts and allow your power play to be a form of your toughness as well. And, and the power play was very good last game. So we're, uh, you know, we put a, a good day of practice in yesterday, which I think is key. You know, we just didn't take the day off. Right. I, I think we're trying to teach these young guys how to be pros, and pros practice uh, the next day, and they work at their game, and they continually carve way at uh, trying to round out uh, not only their individual game but their team game and uh, we had a good day yesterday we had a quick morning skate today we're getting on the bus here in the next couple minutes and and we're looking for a good effort all right uh, much appreciated jay i know i gotta let you go thanks for your time and good luck tonight thanks bob take care you bet that is jay woodcroft uh he is the 
head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. So in that game, just a, a couple other thoughts here regarding the game Saturday night, which was played at uh, Rogers Place. Uh, Philip, uh, uh, Raphael Lavoie, to me, uh, looks like he's increased his uh, quickness a little bit. There were a couple flybys where he had an opportunity to, to knock some guys on their proverbial butts. Um, he could shoot the puck a ton. Had an absolute rip job on the first power play that hit the post. Uh, and then the Oida rookies got uh, one right after, after... Uh, Safin, Caldas, and uh, Rabinsky connected on a, a three-way plas- passing play. Open net tap in for Rabinsky. Real nice plays by both Safin and, and Caldas on that. So didn't mind Lavoie. Liked Hamlin a lot. Um, it's going to be interesting because uh, a guy like Rabinsky, you'd have to think, who's slated to return to the Seattle Thunderbirds, is probably hoping for a contract. I mean, this is a player that the Florida Panthers elected not to sign. He's a six foot three right shot center. Okay, organizations need six foot three right shot centers that they can develop. You need a couple of guys like that. Maybe you hit on one of them. Um, I, with Broberg, you could see the skating ability. I will say this: at times, I'm a little bit nervous that he puts himself in difficult positions on the ice uh, where he might get pounded. And I, I think he'll learn early that he can't do that on a regular basis. So. Uh, Philip Kemp scored a couple goals. Uh, one of them was quite a fortuitous bounce. The other one was a real smart play. We're going to hear momentarily from Kemp and Rabinsky, who are two of the stars. They both scored two goals in the 4-3 victory. Olivier Rodrigue battled because it wasn't good early uh, for the Oilers rookies in that game. So to the Oilers now, Audio Vault. Uh, we'll mention Ilya Konovalov starts tonight. A lot of fans really interested to see him play. The Oilers now, Audio Vault is brought to you um, Daily by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Philip Kemp scored twice for the Oilers rookies against the uh, Flames rookies. He had these comments after the game Saturday night. It's a great win for us. I feel like anytime we're playing Calgary, we're representing the jersey and we just kind of want to win um, for the organization. Um, we kind of came out a little flat, maybe just getting out the rust. And then by the second, I feel like we had our legs under us and we kind of just kept getting in their zone, playing physical, and just good things happened. And Henry Rabinsky, playing for a contract, scored twice. He had these comments on his performance against the Flames rookies. I was a little nervous going in. And then just on the goal, it was just this right place, right time. Players made really good passes and kind of helped boost the confidence for myself and the team. And then we overall just started playing better and led to us grabbing the win tonight. That's Henry Rubensky again. He's playing for a contract uh, expected to be one of the 20s to go back to uh, Seattle. Big six foot three right shot center. All right, into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing Company, branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, uh, again, you're going to hear from him at uh, 1:35 today. But Kyler Yamamoto signing a one-year, 1.175 million dollar contract extension with the team on Saturday. Former second overall pick, Nolan. Powell. Patrick signed a two-year deal with Vegas, who traded for his services this offseason. It's worth $1.2 million per season. 44-year-old Zdeno Chara, he's heading back to where it all began, signing a one-year deal with the New York Islanders. They took Chara in the third round of the 1996 draft. 
Senators 2016 first-rounder Logan Brown signed a one-year two-way extension there. Nikita Gusev is in Toronto on a professional tryout offer. And Travis Zajac, he signed a one-day contract with New Jersey to retire with the Devils, where he spent all but 25 games of his 15-year NHL career. The Oil Kings split a pair of road games against the Blades in Saskatoon. They lost 4-3 on Friday, but bounced back 7-3 on Saturday night. They will uh, wrap up exhibition play a home-and-home series Friday and Saturday against the Calgary Hitmen. And the Golden Bears fell at home 5-2 to Mount Royal on Friday, but responded with a 5-3 road win the next night. Uh, The Calgary Dinos will be in town this Friday. Just on the Oil Kings, they got nine regulars out of the lineup. They're up 7-0 after two against Saskatoon on Saturday. We mentioned, hey, go vote, and Frank has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. What, Stoffer, no comments on updated numbers uh, regarding COVID? Well, all right, if you want, or any NFL reference he adds. Here we go. Uh, Canada is currently at a 79.5% full vaccination rate, 12 plus. Alberta is at 71.6%. In the last 120 days in the province of Alberta, there have been 129 people in ICU aged 12 to 39. None of them were fully vaccinated. That stat again, last 129 days, or last 120 days, 129 people in ICU aged 12 to 39, all 129 were unvaccinated. And over the course of the last 120 days, there have been 61 deaths in the province, COVID-19, ages 12 to 59. This is age groups that could be vaccinated. Four were fully vaccinated. Two, 40 to 49. Two, 50 to 59. Read between the lines. I think you can figure it out. Uh, football. Hey, we told you there were going to be a couple of beauties this weekend, and there was. Alabama, Florida. Alabama did not cover. They got the victory 31 to 29. Huge, massive numbers for viewership on that. The Edmonton Elks in action, uh, Brendan, on Saturday. Third quarter turning point, back-to-back missed field goals by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and the Elks elect to run the ball out with a rookie quarterback. So they run the ball out, they get the ball uh, deep in their own zone. Rookie QB turns the ball over twice, ball ends up in the end zone, game over. Against Winnipeg, who's now 6-1, the Elks drop to 2-4, and including 0-4 at home. And how about the game last night? You watched that game last night, Brendan, between uh, Lamar and Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, that was appointment television for me. <laughs> a great game. That was real good football. That was a heck of a game. Uh, and Lamar finally got a win. And, uh, uh, hey, it was there for KC to take and give give uh, the Ravens credit because it didn't start well, and they had some tough challenges during the like a bunch of injuries. Highly entertaining football. Not a bad game either between the Titans, uh, the Tennessee Titans yesterday, and the uh, uh, Seahawks as well. All right, twelve twenty nine in Edmonton. When we come back. What's the biggest uh, area of concern is we're two days away. The Oilers uh, pro players, most of which who have been in town, they're pro guys, uh, get all the physicals and all that stuff. Training camp officially opens on Wednesday. What is uh, your biggest concern as we head into training camp to uh, get things started here on the 2021-22 NHL season? We'll get uh, You can reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063, or text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.